من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق وكفى بالله شهيدا اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين I had a friend when I was in high school. I will never forget him. Even though we didn't spend a lot of time together. It was just, uh, I think, 9th and 10th grade. Or 10th and 11th grade. And this friend of mine, his mom was very sick. Actually, she passed away a couple years after that. And I was in a high school where there's nine classes per grade level. So there's nine sixth grade, and there's nine seventh grade, and there's nine eighth grade. And every year, the students would be swapped around and moved around. So this was a person, he knew people, and he knew a lot of people. And I knew a lot of people. And I'll never forget the day that he invited me, just me, to spend a whole week in the mountains in his dad's house to go skiing and snowboarding. He drove me there, everything was provided, and he invited me. And I was so surprised because I felt like I have many friends and he has many friends and I didn't feel like he was my best friend. But that day it completely changed my life. Or at least my relationship with him. I was so amazed and I loved him so much. May Allah guide him. I mean, and you know, I'm realizing this now, especially after growing up. When I was in high school, I'm like, oh, cool. But that was it. Now I know I'm, I've grown up a little bit, so I know to think about it. Like, what did it take for him to, like, what, why did he invite me out of all people? Especially when we, get, we went to college and we didn't see each other again. I haven't seen him since. Subhanallah. So now, after that in college, I was thinking about it, thinking about him. So all of you, try to think about a person like this. It could be your mom, it could be your dad, it could be your older brother or sister, it could be a friend of yours. That They did something that you felt so special because they did that for you. Try to think about it for a second. Try to think of someone who did something so special for you. You would love that person. You would love that person so much. And I know your parents do special things for you all the time. That's why you love your parents. That's one of the reasons why you love your parents. There was a young man. His name was Amr ibn al-As. And soon after he became Muslim... In Medina, so he became Muslim a little bit later in the life of the Messenger of Allah. Soon after he became Muslim in Medina, he started feeling what I've just described. He felt so special. So special. He felt like he loved the Messenger of Allah so much, and the Messenger of Allah loved him so much. And he went to the Messenger of Allah and asked him. Who of all people do you love the most? 
And he said it this way, but he meant, am I the one you love the most? Because that's how he felt. He felt like he was the one the Messenger of Allah loved the most. Even though it's only been a few months that he's been Muslim. And so he asked, who do you love the most? And the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he replies, Aisha, his wife. That makes sense. So the Amr ibn al-As, he said, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't mean, you know, among the men. Who among the men do you love the most? And the Messenger of Allah replied, وسلم, he said, Abu Bakr. So then he asked, okay, but who's next? Because like Abu Bakr, best friend since you grew up as best friends. And he said, Omar. And then the man, Abr ibn al-As, he realized that he's not at the top of the list and he stopped asking because he was scared that he was actually going to land very far down the list of people that the Messenger of Allah loves the most. Point being, he loved him so much and he felt loved so much like he had never experienced this in his life before. He had never experienced such a loving relationship with someone in his life before. And that was his, his relationship with the Messenger of Allah The young boy, Zayd ibn al-Haritha, he was kidnapped as a kid and taken to Mecca and sold in Mecca to be a slave. And he was the slave of Khadija. And then the Messenger of Allah وسلم, when he married Khadija, he took care of Zayd ibn al-Haritha. Ibn Haritha. And then he treated him so well. Imagine this. His father, the father of Zayd, Haritha, travels from Yemen to Mecca to meet his son. They finally found out where he is. Imagine, he was kidnapped as a young boy and sold somewhere else, the father has no clue where his son is for all this time. And they finally find out where he is. He comes to Mecca. He has money with him to pay to free his son and take him home with him. Zaid. He arrives and presents the money to the owner of Zaid. Who's the owner of Zaid? Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he didn't say no i want to keep him i have a good relationship with him i want to keep him he said keep the money we will ask zaid what he wants to do and zaid radiyallahu anhu same thing he had never known anybody in the world treat people like this the Messenger of Allah وسلم, treated him so well, it didn't exist. You didn't have people like that. Treat people so well. And number one, he didn't know anybody who treated him so well. Number two, he didn't know anybody in Mecca who treated people so well. Like the Messenger of Allah وسلم. And so he said, no, it, I can't leave. I want to stay with the Messenger of Allah وسلم. I don't want to leave. I want to stay with Muhammad And his father, when he heard this, and he saw how noble the Messenger of Allah was وسلم, that he didn't take the money. He let Zayd decide. He saw such a good relationship with them. He saw that his son was not being treated a slave. He was treated like a free young man. He was okay. He said, you know what? If you're happy here, 
I'm happy to see that you're happy. We'll come and visit every now and then. And he left and he was happy. This is Zayd ibn Haritha, the slave of the Messenger of Allah, who, subhanAllah, didn't feel like anybody in the world treated him better. Didn't feel like there was anybody in the world who treated people better than him. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There was a, another young man who was living in Medina. And so when the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam traveled and migrated to Medina, and by the way, if you backtrack a hundred, I mean a thousand four hundred and forty-three years ago, it would be around this time that the Messenger of Allah is arriving or has just arrived in Medina. Just a couple years later, at the Battle of Badr, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is using a stick to make the line straight. Sometimes he, was, he would hold it to, to see if everybody's touching the stick, like for prayer, so everybody's straight. He would use a long stick. Or sometimes he would just, not poke, but use the stick to, to signal to people move forward or move backward. There's a young man who, he lived in Medina, so he knows the Messenger of Allah for about two years. His name is Sawad ibn Ghaziyah. And they were all, um, they were dressed for battle. They were equipped for battle. And this one, he wasn't wearing, he wasn't wearing anything from the top. And he says, Ya Rasulullah, you poked me and hurt me with the stick. Now this is strange. All the Sahaba are lining up and they've never seen somebody speak like this to the Messenger of Allah. You poked me! And he, said, he didn't just say, you poke me. He po you poke me, I want to poke you back. Give me the stick, I want to poke you, poke you back. Everybody around him is like, what's wrong with him? You don't talk to the Messenger of Allah like that, wasallam. What's wrong with him? But nobody said anything. They waited to see what the Messenger of Allah was going to say. The Messenger of Allah handed him the stick. Uncovered the top part of his belly. And said, go ahead, poke me back. Sawad took the opportunity, fell down on his knees, and hugged the Messenger of Allah hard, rubbing his top of the chest, belly, wherever he was, rubbing him hard. Because he loved him so much. Then when he finally got away, the Messenger of Allah asked him, what, why did you do this? What happened? What was, what's the deal here? And he said, all of this was a trick. All of this I did on purpose so that I could get a hug like this. I did that on purpose so I could get a hug like this. Why? Because we're lining up for battle. It's 300 of us with two animals to ride and a thousand of them with, I don't know, maybe 100 horses to ride. I don't know what's going to happen today. If I die today, I wanted the last thing that I did to be that I hugged you hard. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That's how much love the Sahaba had for the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. How did he treat people? How come people loved him so much? You might have heard, you probably heard a lot of the stories of how he treated people to get people to love him so much. There's not a single person in the room who can come even close to the way he treated people. To the way that everybody felt so special around him. Everybody. Think about the few stories I've shared with you. 
They had never seen, never heard of anybody treating people so nicely, so well, treating people as good as the Messenger of Allah was treating people. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. May Allah inspire us to try our best to do as much as we can like He was doing. We can't possibly be as good as He was. But we can try our best to follow all His footsteps. Because that will get us to become better and better. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله أستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم Ask Allah to forgive you Ask Allah to guide you to what is best Everybody around him would feel like he understands them and everything he does is for them This is impossible to meet somebody who is always thinking about you and thinking about what's best for you So when he was with kids like his grandson Hassan and Hussein he would carry them on his back. He would play with them. If one of them would climb on his back during salah, he would wait in sujood until he came off his back. The sujood would last a long time until the kid was done playing on his back. There was a young man, about uh, maybe 10 years old, maybe a little bit older, Allahu A'lam. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, on an expedition, on a journey, he brought him on the back of his camel. So they're both riding the same camel. And he knew this young man, this young boy, he knew him well. He understood him well. Even though, I believe if I remember correctly, he just spent three, four years in Medina. I don't remember exactly. He didn't spend that long, but he knew him well. So he turned to him and he said, Young man, I'm going to teach you some very important things. And he gave him a very famous hadith which says, in which he told him, as long as you take care of your relationship with Allah, Allah will always there, always be there to take care of you. What's the name of this young boy? Abdullah ibn Abbas. The son of Abbas. The scholar of the Ummah. The scholar of the Sahaba. Anhu, the one who did the tafsir of the Qur'an. The Messenger of Allah understood him and knew him. He brought him with him. He rode with him, he turned to him and taught him some nice words. Anas ibn Malik. Anas ibn Malik was serving the Messenger of Allah. He volunteered. His mom volunteered him and he volunteered. He came to the house of the Messenger of Allah and says, I'm at your service. The Messenger of Allah didn't hire him, didn't take him as a servant. He just came and said, I'm at your service. And so one time the Messenger of Allah told him to go do something. And he found kids playing. He was probably 8, 9, 10, something like that. He found kids playing and he played with them. Until he forgot about what he was supposed to do. And then a long time went by. When he came back to the Messenger of Allah وسلم, the Messenger asked him, I was worried, what happened? So he explained, I, I got delayed. And that was the end of the story. The Messenger of Allah did not say anything else. Just... What made you be late? I was worried. He didn't get reprimanded. He didn't get punished. Nothing. He didn't yell at him. Even though it was something very important that he sent him to do. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. His wife, the Messenger of Allah, his wife, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in radiallahu anha, loved her so much because he was the first man. The women of Arabia had never seen a man like him. Had never met a man like him who would take care of women so well. He would do things that they were thinking, 
no man does this. He would kneel down and wipe the floor, sweep the floor, uh, stitch his own clothes. He was treating women so well that all of them, all the women who knew him, they're like, we've never seen a man like this. None of our dads or none of our husbands for the sisters' 